Welcome to Lewis Ministries International Weekly Podcast. I have a passion in helping people hear the voice of God through the prophetic ministry to change the world. On this podcast, we have friends from around the world who have amazing experiences to share when it comes to the prophetic and how it's impacting the world and others around them. Tune in to today's broadcast. Well, hello, my friends. This is Pastor Clyde Lewis here with City Awakening, your host here. I am super excited to be doing this broadcast. My gosh, I feel like I've been gone for some time. and um, But this is episode five, I do believe. And so we're super excited to be having a guest on today. Her name is Sloane Reed, and she is an amazing, amazing world changer, incredible young lady that I'm super excited to be interviewing and talking about what God has been doing in her life has she, God has been using her in the seven mountains of influence. So before we bring her in and, and start this amazing interview, I was just reading this morning in Psalm 16 and the verse that leaped out of me that I want to share with you today is uh, Psalms chapter 16, verse five. And it says this from the Passion Translation, Lord, I have chosen you alone as my inheritance. You are my prize, my pleasure and my portion. And here's the verse that leaped out at me. I leave, I live my destiny and my timing in your hands. Let me say that again. I leave my destiny and my timing in your hands. I don't know about you, but that just really spoke to me this morning that many times we feel like our own life is in that we just have like we do things on our own. And man, I love David when he says, God, I leave my destiny and my timing in your hand. It's all in you, God. It's all of you. My life is yours. My my timing is yours. It's in your hands. I want to encourage you that everything around you that is that that's shaping you, all the, the last part of this ended almost the end of this year. Whatever's transpiring, your, transpiring in you right now, leave it in his hands. Leave your life in his hands. Leave your destiny, your timing in his hands. My friends, he knows what's best for you. So I want you just to be encouraged. I thought I'd start off the podcast, our City Awakening podcast, with this uh, scripture, Psalms chapter 16, verses 5. What an amazing, amazing, amazing past scripture. Hey, if you want to follow us on Twitter, go to Clyde, um, at Clyde 100, and Instagram at Lewis Ministry. Um, again, that's Instagram at Lewis Ministry. So I'm super excited to, to be uh, doing this interview. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit more City Awakening towards the end of this podcast. But matter of fact, if you haven't got your tickets, go get your tickets for City Awakening 2019. Show us your glory. Go. You can uh, lo- uh, log on to www.cityawakeningpdx.com. Get your tickets. It's going to be amazing. I'm telling you, it's going to be life, life-changing. Well, I don't want to belabor the time. I want to get this interview going. Let me tell you a little bit about Salone. Salone Reed is a proud wife of, and, and to her husband, uh, her husband Drew, uh, who is an incredible young man and a devoted mom to her son, Ryder Bear. She is the founder of the Glow Movement and the Glow Getter Foundation and the founder of the Glow Movement. And, the, and, 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 and she is so passionate 
and building healthier leadership. I'm telling you, she is amazing. She is, she was in, she, I just have to let her tell you what, what, what God is. But I'm telling you, this young lady has literally transformed people in the marketplace in in the government in education. She's, she has literally brought people, uh, to know Jesus in a way that is absolutely amazing. So I want you to, um, and when I say that, no, to get to, to bring people to know Jesus by planting seeds, by her mere presence, we call it the ministry of presence. Just her presence alone has added value to people. So I want you to just know, my friends, she is an amazing young lady. So I want to bring her in and uh, let's get this going. Here we go. Hey, Salome, are you there? I'm here. How are you? Oh, my friend, I'm doing so well. I am so well. I'm super, super excited to, to, to finally come. This, I think this uh, podcast was scheduled out almost a month. Uh, yeah, I think it was a month that we had this scheduled. And, I'm, and I was like, hmm, when are, when are we going to get the interviewer? So I'm really, really excited to have you on and uh, just to hear what God has been doing in your life and what and what's what's ahead for you so i know a little bit about what you guys got going on but i i think at the end of the day i really want to know what has been going on in your life so so what um so tell me let's kick this off tell us a little bit about like your background like like how did you come to know jesus and and what's your little bit of background absolutely well first and foremost i can't thank you enough for letting me share my heart and just getting to be any time with you. I mean, even just listening to your today's scripture and your passion just fills me up. So I'm ready to go. Amen. Um, but yeah, so a little bit about myself. I grew up in Texas in a small West Texas town of El Paso. And I had an incredible, I have an incredible family that always, I always grew up in the church, but I really the best way I could describe myself um, is a surface Christian. Like I've always been a believer. Um, I've always been on steady water and always um, through every trial and tribulation, I always knew that there was a higher power looking over me, but I never, it wasn't until probably about five years ago, um, right after my husband and I got married or a little before. So I guess a little over five years ago, um, we really wanted, we were engaged and we really just wanted God to be the foundation of not only our lives, but our marriage and everything, our careers and everything we touched since then. And what we decided is we're tired of sitting on the calm water and the surface. And we wanted to dive deep into our relationship with God and to build that relationship. And so when we started that journey, it was a lot of prayer, a lot of studying the word, a lot of <laughs> counseling and um, just really being hungry for the word and fueling our faith and building that relationship. And then a complete act of surrender to him and to his path for our life, which as two very driven, dominant, ambitious people, <laughs> that was very difficult for us to use the word surrender and completely say, let go and let God and say, whatever your plan is for us, we are going to be obedient to that. And that was another hard word for us. We're like, obedient? No. <laughs> We're rebels. Wow. So just to have that calling of surrender and obedience, and we have been diligent in that. And since that, he has 
driven our careers. We've moved. I can over as over the last seven years. I can't count how many times we've moved. But since since that time, we have moved all across the state of Tennessee, all the way across the state of Kentucky. Our poor son has not spent a Christmas in the same house. <laughs> he's three. Um, he's about to get a new house as we make our move back to Tennessee. But it's just with everything that we do, whether it's his career or our foundation or the GLOW movement, that really is the foundation of just surrendering to where he takes us next. Oh, my word. That That's absolutely incredible. So tell me, tell me, uh, Salom, tell me about, like, what now I know you've done some pageantry, pageantry. So talk to us about that. Like, I think has that been like, I mean, you talked to us about that, but I really believe just knowing you, it's been a ministry, but it's been also a journey for you. Oh, absolutely. So I have been around pageants my whole life and uh, uh, much of it uh, to my mom's like dismay. My mom is the complete opposite of a pageant mom. <laughs> And he begged me not to do that. Um, but when I was 11 years old, I decided that I wanted to compete in my first pageant. And I really just wanted to do it from a service aspect. And so I ended up winning Little Miss El Paso and um, ironically <laughs> held the title for almost four years, which was really embarrassing being in high school and still holding the title Little Miss El Paso. But that's wow. how God keeps the temple, right? And so I kind of got burnt out and decided not to compete again until um, I was in college. And I did it the complete wrong way for the wrong reasons. I was just in a season of my life where I just felt really, really lost, and I was seeking validation in all the wrong re- in all the wrong places. And so when I w- decided to compete, it was completely selfish. It was completely just trying to fill a void. So. I got way too skinny because you get in this mindset of, oh, I'm not good enough. And I don't know who I, when you don't know who you are or where your value lies, it's easy to get caught up in not feeling like enough. And that's just kind of where I was. And I ended up getting way too skinny and being just not, not me in the process. And um, I ended up not even making um, top 15 at Miss Texas USA. And I think that was such a blessing to me, which top 15 at Miss Texas USA is a big deal. But um, wow. it was just not even, not even place was really, really just eye-opening for me and kind of made me real reevaluate my intentions and my motives behind it. So I stepped away and that's really when my, the beginning of just, understanding who I was. I ended up moving out of Texas to Nashville short a few years after I graduated. And that's where I met my husband. And we ended up getting married, engaged and married and moved to Kentucky, Bowling Green, Kentucky. And I was there and I just had this and we had our son. And I remember uh, in, he was born and me and my husband looked at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, this is such an amazing gift. And we've been blessed with this beautiful baby boy. Um, but we are also given a huge responsibility as why we are given this baby to love and to nurture. We are also given this responsibility to raise a man and what, and what kind of man did we want to raise? And as we were praying over him and praying over and asking for guidance, (laughs) no parenting guide came with him, but we were desperately praying for that. And we just both heard the word servant leader. And that is the kind of man that we wanted to raise as a servant leader. And we both looked at each other and go, great, how do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and we realize that it, it comes from leading by example. And so we that's where the, our foundation began, was inspired by our son, and we started praying through what that looked like. And we um, it was this spark change initiative that was actually the beginning idea, um, which we eventually turned into our scholarship under the Glow Getter Foundation as one of our um, initiatives under that foundation. Um, but it started with just wanting to lead by example for our son. And so once we developed this and started the ball, we had this vision and being obedient to God, placing this vision on our heart and what we wanted and what he wanted us to do with it, it, the opportunity to compete again was presented. And I was like, like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. I'm a married mama. I do not need to be competing in pageants. And, but again, we're going in that act of obedience. I was like, okay, God, like, why is this on my heart? And it started, I started, as I started to pray over it, I just got more and more clarity or he gave me more and more clarity in the sense that I was, I'm going, I'm not competing for validation. I'm competing to be a light and I'm competing to show not only myself, but all those young girls who are interested in me that I can do this the right way that I can nourish my body the right ways and feel um, competitive and not be too skinny, like be a healthy weight with healthy and a healthy mindset and work on myself, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually, and just really be the queen I was called to be and to work and develop myself out long before I ever stepped on stage. And through that process of self-development and self-discovery is when I realized just how much I had a passion to be an advocate for other self-worth and to be in, a, in addition to being that servant leader, I also wanted to advocate for people and understand, help them realize that their worth is so much more than a number on a scale or so much more than the dress you're, or your, the roles you play, whether it's your career or mom or dad. And that really became my driving why behind why I wanted to compete. And so I ended up winning um, Mrs. Kentucky United States in 2018. And then I got to represent the state of Kentucky at uh, in Orlando at Mrs. United States and placed in the top five, um, which was really incredible because I felt like I just got to walk away from that experience getting to meet so many incredible women who are, it was in the past pageantry has always felt like a competition with other women. And in this season, it just felt so much more like a community and a sisterhood. And with my foundation where I advocate for women doing amazing things and bring awareness to their causes, it was like God gave me 50 women from all across the country that are like, these are who you're advocating for. And these are the people that you need to partner with and lock arms with. And, really changed the world. Um, but I have to say one of my most memorable stories that I still carry with me is it was literally the week after I won Mrs. Kentucky. And I had a 16 year old girl, I was at the gym and she came up to me and she just said, I just need to lose 10 more pounds and I can look like you. And I looked at her and I said, I bet you anything I weigh more than you. And she's like, there's no way I just need to lose 10 more pounds. And I go, absolutely not. So I got to grab her hand and we ran over the scale and I hopped on and she was like, poor. she was just like shocked by the number. She just could not believe that that's how much I weighed. And it was just this moment of getting to say, like, you are more than a number on the scale. 
like your value is not dictated by that number. And I got so many experiences that as Mrs. Kentucky and I get to continue those experiences of being a self-advocate, um, an advocate for self-worth and helping people understand their value. And that is exactly what GLOW means. It, it, GLOW stands for Growing Leaders of Worth, um, not only for, as themselves, but inspiring them to not only grow, but grow other people and supporting wow. other people. So, Salome, so, so in, in, in that, I'm just sitting here, sitting back, listening to that stuff that I didn't even know. It, it, in the midst of all of that, getting back into pageantry, what what was the hardest part that you felt like God really stretched you in? Like God says, okay, you you step in this and this is going to happen. Or did or, or when you did step back in it, did you expect to be where you are today in the value that you gained in that just because of obedience or surrender? I mean, I, it's hard. I felt like he carried me through every single step, uh, just every, from every position to every opportunity, everything was just completely guided by him. And even when things felt hard, I felt like it was hard on purpose. And, um, when I, and I was, benefited from those moments later on. So I guess one moment that really sticks out in the season of competition was just understanding. I think in the past I had to rebrand myself and the whole reason that I didn't want rewire myself rather. And I didn't want to compete again because of this. I don't believe women should compete against each other. And I felt like I had this, wall up or this this I was trying to distance myself because I just from the other contestants at one point before we I got to Kentucky in the sense of I don't want to know them I don't want to do that but I don't want to catch myself in this season of competition where I looked at this girl and I immediately started comparing myself to her or, or feeling the need to be like oh well this is better about me and I just that's such a toxic mentality and that was my biggest hesitation of competing again and so I felt like God put me in this situation to show me, look, women are, or people in general are competitive, but there's healthy competition and then there's toxic competition. And it was that moment of, I'm not competing against these girls. I'm competing with them. Talk and about that really- real quick. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump in because I want you to really, you're hitting on something. I don't think people really understand that whole culture of, the pageant world and we we hear talks about it we kind of hear little glimpses about it girls losing weight girls getting sick girls competing but but you've been in thrust in in right in the trenches of it what is some of the things that you can share with us that you're saying that will basically open our eyes but then how God turned used you to turn some things around in the midst of that, what are some of the biggest things that you see these young girls struggle with and now you're coming alongside them today to help them out of that those areas? Oh, absolutely. So if you would have asked me 10 years ago how I felt about pageants, I would have rolled my eyes and huffed and puffed and been probably not said some very kind things um, because I did it the wrong way and I did it for all the wrong reasons. And now going through this experience and understanding that why pageants are so wonderful is I'm a huge advocate for them if they're done in the right way. 
and so I think what I'm passionate about is ensuring when girls come up to me and that are wanting to compete and get into this world, that their mindset and their self-worth is in the right place. And that's what they're working hardest on. Um, I always am try to steer girls away when they come to me and they're like, I'm on this crazy diet and I'm eating all these and I'm working out seven times a day. And I always want to say, okay, that's scary, but (laughs) what else are you doing to work on yourself? And I really try to paint the picture of pageant, beauty pageant, often gets misconstrued as a physical appearance thing. And it's often um, people think they hear the word beauty and they automatically think, how does someone look? And the true, it's very rare that if you look at the majority of pageants, and I can't speak for all pageants, but the majority of pageants, only a small portion has to do with physical appearance. The majority of it is who you are and what you stand for and what you're advocating for. And almost all of them, or at least the ones that I've participated in, have insisted on you having a platform that you advocate for and that you have a heart to serve your community. And that is why they all have interview. They all have onstage question. um, Because anybody, like, pretty is pretty, and that's fine. Go be a model. Like, that's great. Models make money and that's but if you're wanting to participate in a beauty pageant you have to understand the greater definition of beauty and it's your heart it's your mind it's your drive it's it's your value it's your identity it's who you are that really is the beauty part of it and then the, the physical attributes the pretty dress is the fancy shoes are all really just the sprinkles on top of what is already a great foundation um wow. and so that's why and that's why I really, I, when I coach girls, it's so funny because when girls want to work with me and coach or ask me for advice, they always want to send me their wardrobe or they want to ask me about my workout routine. And I'm like, all of that is icing. If you aren't working, uh, I worked harder on myself as who I was as a person and, and how I wanted to present myself and how I wanted to use this opportunity to serve him and to serve my platform and to serve my community. Those are the things I worked hardest at. And what I've benefited from pageantry is the ability, public speaking, the, the, the being able to share my passion um, in three minutes. Sometimes these interviews are 30 seconds to three minutes. You, know, so you better share your heart quick, you know? So it's just, wow. yeah, I, I think it's the polish and the poise and it gives you as a mom and a wife, especially, and I can't speak for everyone, but me personally as a mom and a wife, I it's so easy to get caught up in taking care of everyone else. Um, pageantry competing as a missus really just gave me the opportunity and the excuse to, hey, I have to make time for me and that self-love, self-care because I want to grow. And that my my identity of self love is just working on myself. And that that is so that is so amazing. I'm just thinking like my mind is just going into these thought process of really it's like you're, you you these girls that compete they're, like you said, they, they, they misunderstand what beauty, what beauty pageant is. But the reality is once they can get around someone that can help them discover their true identity versus a false self, then they can stand in the beauty pageant world in their true self versus a false self and live from that true self and compete in that true self versus a false self. And, and you probably see a whole 
different shift in perspective when you see a person who truly knows who they truly are versus standing on stage in a false self of, I'm not good enough. I, I look a mess or my clothes, my wardrobe, all that. And and I, what I really hear you say is like, th- we've got to change the game of how we view, view this pageantry world and let's help them discover who they truly are. Does that sound about right? 110%. And I think it's, it, it is so obvious to see the difference in the girls who just how they treat other girls, how they present themselves on stage of, of, Hey, this, I'm trying to seek validation and I'm, I'm insecure about certain things. So I, I respond in certain ways when at the end of the day, it's, there can only be one winner regardless. And there can only, and it is five, three to five judges, sometimes seven judges opinions. And most of the time, those opinions don't even agree. Like it's been so many times where one judge is like, Oh, how did that girl win? I had this girl pick. And so when you get up, when you seek validation in something as trivial of a score sheet, you start to lose yourself a little bit. And so, and that's when I start to see girls not get the true benefit of pageants and understand where it comes from. And so what I've taken away from that is it is an opportunity for, to, to be myself. And if I'm selected, then I have this opportunity and I not, I, sh- I owe it to the other girls to be the best representative of that title where opposed to I won, that's it. And I, I'm the winner or I lost, I'm not worthy. And what I found is even at the national level, it's, I kind of think of the hut song where it's like, we all have crowns because we did, we all had our state titles. So it was really fun um, to be together with all of these queens who are making tremendous efforts in their community that I'm still friends with today. And I literally have a friend in every state across the country that has showed up for me and I've been able to show up for them because we, because we're all know our value and who we are. So we're more likely to reach a hand and help someone else opposed to see it as a competition. Wow. That's, that's so incredible. Tell me, changing up here just a little bit, I want to know how have you used your God-given faith in this culture? Where where have you seen evident the Holy Spirit showing up as you are in this culture? I get a lot of opportunities to speak and people, I, you know, (laughs) I have, I think I just have this presence about me that people it's a call it confidence call it the light that people always seek guidance or I've been given God has given me opportunities to share my heart and to pour into girls and I um, I gave up my title in February but I had the opportunity to still attend this year's national pageant and I lost count of how many opportunities I just got to pour into girls and to remind them of their worth and to remind them. And because I I think it's such, that's such an intense week at a national pageant. It's very, very long. It's lots of rehearsals. You're physically exhausted. You're emotionally exhausted. Everything, your feet hurt. (laughs) Everything is just uncomfortable and you get, it's easy to lose yourself a little bit in the uncomfortable and I just felt like I, God used me. But anytime I'm given that opportunity, I try really hard to pray and be a vessel opposed to allowing 
my word, like, okay, this is what I want to say. I try to let that go and say, God, what does this person, how do, how do you want this person to hear you right now? And please let me surrender and be obedient to what message you want them to hear. And so, so many times I got to just pour into these girls and um, one, at one point, a friend of mine who overheard these was like, how do you know what to say at the right time? Like, how are you able to like break, shake them of this, as you and I call Clyde, false self, but she was saying more along the lines of like this burden of insecurity. Like, how are you able to shake that off of them? And I'm like, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> it's one of those moments where I blacked out what happened, <laughs> where I'm just, I'm just obedient in the fact of reminding them <laughs> that they are so much more than a heel breaking or a dress or a walk or an up too many ums on their on stage question and when they know who they are and their why then that's what really um, allows them to be strong and that they get to carry that throughout life even outside of pageants I think I think what's amazing about pageantry is it's a heightened scale and you get to use this if you if this is like boot camp of life I call pageant pageant boot camp of life I've never used that before but it works um where it's, it's one of these things where you're under extreme circumstances in no real world scenario are you crammed with a bunch of a bunch of uh, your colleagues or peers and you're all wearing very fancy dresses and very high heels and you're getting drilled with questions and you're getting to advocate so you have this person this passion that you're advocating for and then you have to be confident on stage and have stage presence and then you have to be able to speak and speak on stage and get your point across and it's insane but when you go through this boot camp you're able to take those skills and I think the greatest skill that pageantry teaches you is focus know your worth know your value know what you stand for and know your why and I feel like in every scenario that you're in, whether it's a job interview or a real uh, a move across the state or and even a conflict amongst girlfriends, like every scenario that you're in, if you know your worth, know what you stand for and know your why, God can guide you through the rest. That's right. That's right. And how have you used those those principles in your daily life since you're kind of out of the scene now? How have you seen yourself connecting with the Holy Spirit, use that daily in your life? Well, I, in everything that I do, um, whether it's motherhood, whether it's um, just even the season we're in right now of transitioning to a new state. Um, but I think what the biggest blessing that I've got is it, from this, from this specific pageant experience of Mrs. Kentucky um, was I, it gave, it exploded my business of the glow movement and the Glow Getter Foundation. And so because it got so much momentum because of the platform I was given and the exposure I got, I get to continue to work that every single day. Um, and so it's kind of what I do, <laughs> lack of a better word. But um, but it's, I, I think you and I had a discussion recently where you can't give what you don't have. That's right. And so in order, since this is my passion and what I do, I mean, my... Glowgetter Foundation, the, the mission behind that is to invest, empower, and inspire leaders. Well, if I'm not investing, empowering, inspiring myself, I'm not going to be able to do anything <laughs> for anybody else. That's right. So it's become just daily habits of really taking time to recenter um, and to just face for, for more and trusting his plan and trusting for what he has next. I mean, we 
our, we got presented with this, my husband and I got presented with this incredible opportunity to move to a new city and it's moved and we're moving across two states where we don't know anyone. It's absolutely chaotic. Um, I once again um, have to basically start over. I have to, you find your tribe of people in your community and you get comfortable and we're starting over again and we have to, and he's starting a brand new position within the same company, but brand new position and a brand new department. And there's just so much um, unknown right now. Um, But we have this incredible sense of calm and faith because we know who we are and we know what we're doing and we know our greater mission is not tied to the city we're in or the roles we play or our title on a business card. But our greater mission in life is to serve others, um, believe in them until they believe in themselves, and to be an advocate for people's self-worth. So we get to apply those things to everything we do, regardless of the titles attached to it. That's awesome. My word. That's so good. And, and you let, let, let's lead right into it. You, you started heading into it. Talk to us about the GLOBE movement. What exactly is that? And, and talk to us about how that got started and and where is it at today? Oh, that is my passion right there. You're going to get tired yes, of that. Yes. <laughs> oh, so the Glow Movement um, was originally named the Glow Getter Project. And what it was is it initially was just a point of me wanting to share my passion for growing as a leader of work. And what that, and I have always had a passion for, uh, not always, but especially since we were, um, since Drew and I got married and we seeked a greater relationship with um, the Holy Spirit and with God, we just had this strong desire for personal development. We kind of, when you surrender who you are, you get to kind of remold yourself in the best way possible. (laughs) When you're willing to say, I don't like this about myself, how do I get better? (laughs) It's very, very freeing. Um, (laughs) Um, And it's very, it's humbling and it's hard, but it's worth it. And I, it has been, I, I appreciate who I was five years ago, but I am so thankful for who I am today (laughs) and the growth (laughs) and the progress I made. And my only prayer when people ask me, like, what is your goal five years from now? And I say, I want to be so much better than I am today. (laughs) That's my goal. I just want to keep working on myself. So I keep growing and I have a stronger relationship. And that's pretty much the heart behind the glow movement is uh, what sharing what I've learned. And I've surrounded myself with incredible people who are just as invested in and having that humility for growth. And I just sharing that passion of what, how do we remove negative influences in our life? How do we remove toxic habits? How do we omit things? And then kind of wash, cleanse ourselves, and then be able to instill better habits and um, better growth areas and way, and how do we fuel ourselves so we can have better handle and grow and then kind of free ourselves of that fear and fill ourselves with that faith and allow us to fulfill our greatest purpose and our potential. Um, I was in a place where um, I would have never dreamed of being able to pour into others and to be an advocate for self-worth because I was so lost. Like yeah. five, five, seven years ago, I was a hot mess. <laughs> like, it was a train wreck. And I look at that girl and I just want to give her a hug and thank her for her experiences. But I'm so thankful that she went through that. 
um, and she being me, but it feels like a different person just because of the transformation. Um, and so, but that me seven years ago could never imagine getting to tell people to advocate for people and to believe in them. And so, um, but I just want to share that transformation. And the biggest thing is lead by example and say your past does not define you if you allow it to refine you. Yeah. So yeah. often we get caught up in the mistakes we've made. And I've definitely made my share feel like we all have chapters we don't read out loud. <laughs> and <laughs> I just, I have several of them and I've just learned that I can allow those chapters to teach me something and to grow or I can allow them to burden me and to have me have fear for the future. And I feel like the glow movement's main purpose is to inspire you that you are worthy and to not only inspire, but to instill that mindset of you are worthy. And so what we've done is we have taken to, um, got a calling about being obedient. So this is a good obedient story. That was extremely challenging. <laughs> um, we, in 2018, we were thriving. We had our coaching program through, um, oh, to finish the Glow Getter project, it felt like such a project, um, and a project have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, so we didn't like that because we don't feel like personal development and self growth could ever end. It's an ongoing have it's an ongoing process, and that's why we decided to change the name from the Glow Getter Project to the Glow Movement because it's constantly moving. And Glow Getter felt so singular. We wanted it to be a community of all of us growing together. So, end of 2018, this community was thriving, and the movement and the momentum was incredible. Um, we have uh, we do coaching sessions and one on one through that, and we lead um, empowerment workshops. And my calendar was booked and I was traveling all over the, the country to lead these workshops and our candle sales. We um, have affirmation candles um, that are tied to leadership qualities such as authentic, brilliant, brave, bold, positive. We were selling 200 a month and everything was high and everything was going wonderful and we were on cloud nine. And then we just had our gala through our foundation and everything was just thriving and all of a sudden, um, we, my husband got promoted and we got moved across the state. <laughs> and so, and all of that momentum crashed. <laughs> and I, it was just really hard. This, this 2019 was a year of, of me having to be obedient and surrender and saying, okay, God, like this is, this, is, I was on cloud nine and now everything is, like I'm not selling, I'm not getting booked for workshops because I'm farther away. Like I'm, I've lost that community we talked about and those resources and what am I doing? And I just really, it was that moment of okay, like laying it at his feet. And once again, and um, it wasn't an easy, I make that sound, oh, I just laid it down at his feet, right? That sounds so easy, but it wasn't. I was holding on tight to what I thought it should look like. I was holding on tight and I was angry and I was upset and I didn't understand. I was doing the exact same things and I just didn't understand why it wasn't working and why my, why people just didn't get my mission. And I started um, to realize that it's because I was holding on to something that wasn't mine and I started to claim it and it, it became, this was mine, this was mine. And why, what am I doing wrong and why don't people see me? And it became all about me in a yeah. sense. I got really, and everything was happening to me, right? And it was so like, and so it was finally this wake up call of, 
okay, when did this ego and pride work its way into your mission? And I'm like, ego and pride is not part of my mission. No, it's sure, for the opposite. Sure. It's all about humility and authenticity and being like positive. What's happening? And so it was that moment of completely getting a reevaluation and laying it down at his feet and saying, all right, God, what do you want to do? What do you want? Well, how do you, what do you, what's the, the Clyde mantra that you've taught me all so many times? God, what do you want me to learn in this moment? Right. That's right. And I hit my knees and I said, God, what do you want to learn in this moment? And we had gotten away from some things that were our foundation. And so God has gifted us this transition to say, this is where I want you next. And as part of that is we are moving again. <laughs> My husband got another promotion. Like we said, he's earlier in the podcast. He's pretty incredible. <laughs> um, and yes, so he is. We, <laughs> we are moving um, again. And I, in the sense of what should be such a chaotic and scary and, oh, my God, I have to start over again. And, oh, I have to rebuild the community again. And all this fear that should be creeping in is really replaced with faith because this time we're doing it the right way. And we're doing it with a strong sense of we know what we're doing. We know we have a true sense of our mission and we're grounded in the true mission and we have nothing to do with it. All our only job is to be obedient and to surrender and to to pray and allow him to guide us every step of the moment. And it's incredibly freeing and incredibly exciting. And so um, I'm just really excited to see what this new chapter takes the glow movement and the new lives that we get to partner with and to pour into and to advocate for their self-worth. And that's so powerful when in in, in this, um, if you're hearing this guys uh, in this podcast, it's really about us moving from uh, what what Salon was saying uh, from a mean mindset to a kingdom mindset, a we mindset. God, what do you want me to know about this? And it's having that rubber band faith. It's like a rubber band. A rubber band can, it's only used for a purpose to hold something, to to tight, to, to wrap up something. But a rubber band, uh, well, when you pull a rubber band, it, you pull it to its max. And that's our design. God pulls us to our max. He stretches us. And stretching is kingdom kingdom healthy uh, and if we're not stretching then that's when we have to be concerned because faith is all about stretching and God will stretch us out of our comfort zone and when he stretches out of our comfort zone he's stretching us to prepare us for what's next ahead in the journey we go from we go into our destiny and the destiny will always will require faith and action. And so that's where where I hear, uh, Salone, you're talking about the, the globe movement. And then you talk about, you know, connecting to the foundation and, and the movements that are going on. There's a lot of things that are going on that, that God has really opened the door for you. So where do you, what's your heart's desire? What do you want to see, you know, a year from now, this movement? in this foundation? What do you, what do you really want to see? Oh, absolutely. Well, um, I'm trying really hard to allow God to guide that vision, which again, as we mentioned, it's a work in progress. <laughs> as well. Um, but so the glow movement is where, is where we lead workshops and, um, we're relaunching our YouTube channel, which just gives our strategies on, 
best leadership practices and how to build a strong foundation as a leader and how to um, lead by example. And so those are, and then we are about to launch our new line of online courses um, to just help you glow in different areas of your life. And all a portion of the proceeds that go from our affirmation candles and all those workshops and my personal speaking engagements goes to support our foundation. And the foundation is the Glow Getter Foundation, which is a registered 501c3. Um, our two big initiatives through that foundation are the Spark Change Initiative um, Scholarship, which I mentioned um, a while ago, which is our scholarship to invest in future leaders. And that scholarship is for all ages, all genders, um, to really invest in personal growth. So last year, these recent recipients, one girl used it. She's um, a domestic violence survivor, and she is now a social worker, and she helps other women who are in these situations, and she wants to write a book. So she applied for the scholarship to work with a woman um, who is going to help her self-publish, and uh, since she's self-published. So we were able to pay for a program with that. Another woman is an advocate for um, faith and fitness and exactly just understanding that you're more than that number on a scale. And so she's been working on getting certified and working with an online business strategist to really take her message on a um, global level. And we were able to give her a scholarship to help with that mission. Um, the other piece of that is the Glow Getter Awards, where we honor and celebrate women all across the nation who are making a global impact. So we award them at our annual fundraising gala, which is a black tie dinner. And we, um, this, in 2018, we had three Glow Getters, which was Christine McAllister of Miles with Mates, who helped families rebuild after the loss of a child through stillbirth or miscarriage. Um, Anissa Neubauer with the Olive Branch Foundation, who um, helps is an adoption service agency. So she's not an adoption agency. She just helps families navigate the process to make it more effective. Um, so they, so oftentimes families just run out of money in the adoption process. So she helps make it as efficient as possible so we can get our end goal of getting these children in their forever home. And um, our Glow Getter of the Year, which was Amy Hare with OB Children's Hospital, who owns and operates a hospital in Kenya and is one of the first um, hospitals to bring chemotherapy to the area. Um, and through her efforts, has turned into an orphanage because oftentimes children are left at her doorstep due to their illnesses. So those were the three women that we honored at the Glow Getter um, gala, and they each received a $1,000 donation in their names, with Amy, um, being our Glow Getter of the Year, received an additional 5000 So my goal and my prayer um, um, is that by this time next year, we have hosted another gala, um, hopefully in our new city of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and we have got to honor so many more women and give it had the opportunity and the funds to be able to invest in them on a grander level and at a bigger scale as well as increase our scholarship amount um, so we can just make a greater impact for his kingdom, as you mentioned, and just um, bring greater awareness not only to our mission but all of their hearts and all of their missions and the way that they're serving their communities um, as well as taking the GLOW movement um, to the next level to be able to fund those projects. So relaunching the YouTube channel, more speaking engagements to empower women, more workshops to help um, 
grow leaders of work. Wow, that's so incredible, guys. And, and, and you see that I can see the, the climb of how um, Drew, you, uh, you know, when you and Drew went into this place of, OK, I'm moving, we're moving, we never settled. But each step of the way, God has met you in each city that you've been in. And this, and here's the key: you and Drew had this journey. It was a journey, and I think yeah. sometimes that we miss. Like it's it's hard to be moving. It's like a military family; they're always moving. But the reality is, it's the makeup of the journey. It's the makeup of who you're meant to be, and and in that piece of being who you're meant to be, God has met you every step of the way every step of the way. So as you launch into this new city, I really felt like there's going to be just an open door of people coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west to partner with such a great movement and foundation. Now, how can people, if they want to give to the foundation, where can they give? Where can they donate financially to your organization? What's a website? Do you have a website? We do. So there are two ways to donate. You can either go to the foundation's website, which is www.glowgetterfoundation.com. And there's a donate button and you can donate either just a one-time donation or you can make a a monthly commitment to the foundation. Um, And those, both of those proceeds go directly to both of those initiatives, whether it's the scholarship or, um, and, or, the um, Glow Getter Awards to help um, greater missions as we accept new Glow Getters. And we communicate that every step of the way of who, where your funds and donations are going. Then the other way is to go through one of our project partners, which is the Glow Movement, um, specifically the candles or booking or attending a workshop. Um, the candles are probably the most fun way to get involved. Um, we currently have uh, 15 cents that are available, um, and they are all named after a leadership quality. So we have confident, bold, humble, brave, and they are meant to be used in an I am sentence or a you are sentence if you're giving them to a gift. So either I am authentic or you are positive or I am bold, I am worthy. Worthy is a really popular one. And they all come with um, a beautiful affirmation that you can read to yourself um, tied to that. So a portion of the proceeds of those candles go to support the foundation as well. Oh, my word. That's so amazing. Thank you so much, Drew, uh, Drew and, 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 uh, and Salome. I, I include him in there because here's the key. I cannot do what I'm doing if I don't have my wife and, and Salome oh. can't do what she's doing if she didn't have an amazing husband. So kudos to my boy, Drew. Drew, mm-hmm. you'll probably listen to this later on, but I, I want to give you just a shout out because I know has it, it's important to have a team. And, and been in a marriage, it's, it's a team. And and you guys both, I know you guys personally, you guys both support each other so well. And so I always like to just hook up a brother uh, and even the wife too, if I'm doing it with a, a gentleman or a young man, uh, um, just to honor the, 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 the power of uh, partnership, the power of marriage. And so Drew, you're an amazing young man. And, uh, and I know you are hard at work. And uh, I know you guys are getting ready to move again, but your wife is is doing a great work. You guys are doing a great work. And and just for you listeners, I want to help you understand that 
that if you when you listen to this podcast, it's 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 not just her doing it. It's her husband is helping as well. And 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 I say that to the fact that sometimes we can have a long range, a long ranger mindset where it's all about me. And, and, and you heard Salome say that, like, God, what's going on? Why, why, why is it, this is taking too long? It's, it becomes about, it was about her. And that God had to shift that. And then her and her phenomenal husband had to pray and say, God, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to know? And so I want to, you guys to really understand that the days are coming where it's not about me, myself, and I. It literally takes a team to make the dream work. Let me say it again. It takes a team to make the dream work. So Salome could not do what she's doing without her incredible husband. And her husband cannot do what he's doing without an incredible wife. And so I'm super excited for this couple. I'm super excited for what God has been doing through you, Salome, through through just the pageant world and through taking your faith into that world. And in the you know the the glow movement and the the glow glow uh, um, getter foundation, I'm just so excited to just to see how God is moving across that, and and I really believe that He's going to be doing more and more of that. So um, thank you so much for taking your time to be with us on our, our City Awakening podcast, and I really appreciate you. Um, is there anything that you want to, any final thought you want to leave with, uh, with our listeners today? Um, I just first, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's just such a blessing to be in your presence always. And as speaking of that, just when you're devoted to the word, word, the light shines through you and it brings you others closer to him. And I always feel closer to God when I'm in your presence, just because of your faith and your foundation, um, in that. And I cannot trusting the, I think the, the scripture that you read earlier has just been ringing in my head of trusting the timing um, and his timing and his guidance and his thing. It's just so much, um, his vision for our lives. It's so much stronger when you're in the present, his presence and having peace with that. So I just want to thank you for that reminder. Yes. Thank you so much, my friend. Such a pleasure. Well, guys, I'm signing off here. And, and I just want to say this is episode five of our City Awakening uh, podcast, and we're really excited. So remember, you can support our ministry. If you want to do a financial donation, go to our app, our Lewis Ministry app. Uh, and if you don't have our app, you can go and get that app on your Google Play Store, Amazon and iTunes and just type in Lewis Ministries International or for abbreviation LMI Portland. And um, the this podcast uh, will be in our app and you can also give financially on there to keep uh, these podcasts going. And then on top of that, if you haven't got your s- tickets for City Awakening, visit our website at www.cityawakeningpdx.com. I'm telling you, it's going to be off the hook. City Awakening, our prophetic conference. Um, our speakers are Jason Pinnell from Nashville, um, Jenny Donnelly from Tetelestai Ministry, Destin Ann Hammock, and their son, Jaden, myself um, from Lewis Ministry International. We have our full uh, uh, spread of uh, prophetic teams will be there. We've got just uh, my boy Brant bringing uh, the power powerhouse worship. We've got a special opening um, Friday night. You don't want to miss the special opening that we have coming. It's going to rock your world. It's going to be an exciting, packed 
week in. And I'm telling you, so many lives are transformed through our prophetic conference. And this year's theme is, Lord, show us your glory out of Exodus 33. And we're truly asking God to show us his glory. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, uh, go get your tickets. And if you are struggling financially to get the tickets, you want to be there, you're struggling financially. Hey, we want we want to figure out something. We don't want the money to be a problem. And so um, we, we're just believing God for uh, for you. So reach out to us once again. Go get your tickets today. Uh, get get it. It's, we're just a couple of weeks away, November 8th and 9th here in the Portland Metroplex at the Collective Church. Once again, go visit www.cityawakeningpdx.com. I'm telling you, my friends, we're so excited. So thanks once again for listening. You are amazing. And hey, we look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. God bless you. Your best days are ahead. Take care and God bless.